Welcome to this episode on the Health and Happiness Show, where it's my mission to change your mindset so that you can live a healthy and happier life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Let's go. Welcome to this episode on the Health and Happiness Show, where it's my mission to change your mindset so that you can live a healthy and happier life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Let's go. Hey guys, it's Ali here and welcome back to another episode on the Health and Happiness Show. Today, we are diving deep into environment. Now hold on, I know what you're thinking. The sun, the sea, the fresh air, the grass, not quite. The environment being the people that you spend your time with and the places that you reside your time within. But Ollie, what does environment, people, places got to do with health and happiness? My friend, it has everything to do with health and happiness and everything to do with the mindset. And that's what I want to dive deep into today. Now, you'll know that on your pursuit to a healthy and happy life, whether that's losing weight, finding love, building a career, it's hard, right? And there's no denying, there's no doubt, there's no matter of fact, the fact that actually the people and the places that we spend our time in and within have maybe arguably the biggest contributing factor on this, that being our mental health, that being our mindset. Just last week I was speaking to an academy student and well, I mean, it was emotional, right? Because the conversation that we were having, it wasn't a positive one, it was a negative one in a sense of the support or rather the lack of support that this lady was getting from her spouse was insufficient. It was insufficient in the sense of she wasn't getting the help, the accountability, and just the guidance that she needs within her close proximity, right? Because let's think about this for a second. Yes, you may be losing weight for you, right? And and I wouldn't expect that to be different, but this isn't just about you. This is about the people who this is gonna affect and the affect that you need from them, the affection, the love, the support, to make this process more attainable. And unfortunately, and and regretfully, more often than not, in my career as a coach, not enough people have had that degree of support, enough support, to have helped them see it through to the finish line. We know support plays a critical part of this process. And it's one of my core values as a coach is to provide that support. In fact, everything that I do within the academy, from the one-to-one support, from the community family that I'm trying to create within the academy, lies within giving you what you probably don't already have, right? Look, I understand, I understand. And what I wanna dive deep into in today's episode is actually, what can we do in terms of environment, in terms of our close relationships from a communication perspective to an empathetic perspective to actually make this process just a little bit easier in a sense of how can we add more support into this journey, into this process that's going to only, li- that's going to only yield 
better success long term and that's what it comes down to guys we've got to understand that on this journey there's going to be like this journey is a marathon right some goals will be shorter 100 but the bigger goals the dream the vision right this is a marathon but it's not as simple as a marathon it's a marathon with hurdles along the way every 100 meters right i'm sure you remember the hurdles at school right you're falling flat on your face or you're just about jumping over them I was usually doing the former. Um, but the thing is with hurdles, right, you've got, you have got two choices. You can either jump over them or you can fall flat on your face. And um, you know, one of the biggest benefits to having support is it's just that coach saying, jump a little bit higher, brace your core a little more, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if that's a good analogy. It probably isn't. I was losing myself in that analogy. But the bottom line is we need support and we know this and I want to help provide this to you by identifying what we can do within our environment to make a positive influence on our mindset and thus our results. So what does that begin with? Well, obviously the people within our environment. So think about the places that you spend your time in. That usually resides in your home, your workplace or a social situation. And what that means is we then need to go right are those environments are those places within where we're spending our time conducive for our mental health for our physical health for our emotional health right let's take uh, the common denominators in a sense of let's look at your work environment you spend a lot of time at work and actually work plays a pretty big part in your pursuit to happiness right but let's say for example you don't have the support from your colleagues in that working environment do you think that's gonna create a, a positive mental state? Of course it's not, right? When you've got Sandra from accounts making comments on the salad that you're eating again for lunch. Oh, Susan, are you, are you on another diet? Like, didn't you just come off that other diet last week? Is this time really gonna be successful, right? And yeah, that's just an example. But the reality is I would imagine here and there within your workplace, you've had those comments. Yes, those comments. Those negative, little bit narcissistic, narcissistic comments that actually are putting you down and putting what you're working towards down. Now we'll go into the psychology of this a little bit later, but for now, that's one example. Okay, so you've had a bad day at work. You've had a bad day at work. It's been stressful. You're under pressure as it is. And then you've got comments from Sandra. Great, just what you need, perfect, right? You then come home and then your your, your spouse, your partner's going, um, um, let's get takeaway tonight. It's Friday. Yeah, woo, let's go. Takeaway, let's chill up. But no, 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 Steve, like I'm, I'm on this diet now. Come on, you know this. I'm trying really, really hard to, to lose weight and do it properly this time. Oh, Come on, Sally, come on. Look, one one takeaway won't hurt, right? Come on, let yourself, you know, put your feet up, let yourself relax, you've been working hard all week. You you, you get the takeaway, the guilt kicks in, the, the regret kicks in, and then the resentment kicks in towards Steve for forcing you to have the takeaway, but pressuring you to, take, to eat the takeaway, right? That's another example. What about actually just the fact that a social gathering, let's say it's a family birthday, there's the pressure then to maybe drink alcohol. There's the pressure to have the birthday cake, right? And this is a social situation that maybe you don't feel comfortable in. Or maybe another one is, you know, you're catching up with the girls for, you know, Sarah's birthday, right? And you're going out to the town. Now, you want to keep it low key, right? You want to keep it low key. Look, 
you're not into the whole, you know, shot, shot, shots mentality anymore. You just want to keep it a little bit more relaxed and uh, just have one or two drinks. Go on. <laughs> Sambuca. <laughs> Do you know what time it is? It's Sambuca time. And, um, and everything goes downhill from there. Um, true story. I do not touch Sambuca anymore because I broke my nose the last time I uh, drank Sambuca. True story. Um, but anyway, you get my point and you get, and hopefully this message is now starting to resonate with you in a sense of actually all around us, within our environments, the people and the places that we spend our time in and within have a contributing fact to our mental well-being, to our mindset, to our health, to our happiness. And what we have to understand is that essentially every day that we're going to work, unless we have this conscious awareness of the people and the places within our environment and the effect that's having on our mindset, then there's a very good probability that that's why you're not seeing the results that you want to see. Because you haven't got the support from the people within the places that you spend your time within. That's what it comes down to, right? So the dilemma is, but Ollie, I can't just <laughs> dump my boyfriend. Ollie, I can't just change my career. Well, technically you can do those things, but I understand that love goes deeper than just, uh, you know, the temptation of a takeaway and actually uh, your career may have meaning to you, okay? So I understand that, 100% understand that. So let's work with what we've got. Let's work with the partner that we're in, the, 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 the relationship that we're in with our partner, the friendship circle that we're in, and um, the work environment that we go to. Because of course, these are the key environments. They stem way beyond this, of course, um, but these are the key environments. So let's start with the work environment, right? So you've got Sandra, and you're going into work on a Tuesday morning knowing quite well that Sandra is gonna make some snidey, little uh, sarcastic comment about your dieting attempt. Empathy. Empathy is a superpower. And the way that I look at it, this is my perspective, this is my mindset, is actually, Sandra's raising her hand, asking for help, right? Sandra's saying to, I've, I've gone the character the names, Sally, Sally, will you help me with my diet today? And how Sandra's communicating that to Sally is, you're on another diet, Sally? Isn't this the, the 76th or the 77th, right? Believe it or not, the majority of the time, that is, Sandra's miscommunication to Sally about her saying, will you help me? I see the work that you're doing. Uh, I can see the results that you're getting from this process, from this diet, from this journey. Will you help me? And the, 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 the communicator, the translator, the translator to understand like miscommunication to communication that Sandra's trying to communicate properly but incorrectly to Sally is empathy. And it's having that understanding, it's having that conscious understanding uh, of empathy and actually the power that it possesses, right? Here's the thing, when you change the dynamic, when you change the perspective, when you find and uh, you know elude empathy in your, in your tone, in your body language, in your communication, in your retaliation to Sandra's comment, everything changes, everything changes, right? Because suddenly you look at it in a different light. Suddenly you, your, your physiology changes from actually a reactive state to a proactive state. This is really quite powerful, right? So instead of you going to Sally, 
at, to Sandra, <laughs> the characters. Instead of you reacting to Sandra, look, Sandra, just please. I'm, I'm trying really hard here. Just let me, let me get on with this. Or maybe if you weren't that blunt with, with Sandra, which I probably would be, maybe you'd just say, yep, I know, it's just another silly diet. Or maybe you could approach it in a sense of, Sandra, this is what I'm doing. Have you tried this yourself? Or, do you know what, Sandra? I am struggling at the moment. Show vulnerability here, like legit. I'm struggling at the moment. I've been struggling to lose weight for the last number of years now. And actually, I've reached the point of desperation. So yeah, this may be a quote unquote fad diet, but you know what I'm saying? I'm desperate to lose weight and I will try and do whatever it takes to lose the weight because that losing that weight means more to me than anyone's comments. So respectfully, Sandra, if you have any suggestions better than one, better than the one that I'm following on right now, then please, I'm all ears because I'm actually a breaking point. And respectfully, again, you know, your snide little comments aren't adding to my mental state. They're decreasing them, right? And actually, I need support more than that now than ever before. And if you can't respectfully uh, give me that support, then as as your mom and you probably told you, um, if you haven't got anything nice to say, then don't say it because it's not adding any value to my life. Therefore, respectfully, again, um, please don't make any comments. Um, <laughs> And if you said that to Sandra, she'd be like, oh my God, this girl's got fire, right? And um, I don't know what the response would be there, but I'm sure at the very least it would make Sandra think. And of course, you may not say anything along those lines, or you may take one or 2% away from that. But the point is, even just you expressing for empathy actually about what this means and showing a little bit of vulnerability is key, but more so on the empathy side, actually just saying and recognizing that usually nine times out of 10, 9.9 .9 times out of 10, that actually it's just Sandra's way of saying, will you help me? It's so, so powerful and it really does truthfully change the dynamic of the situation um, because it's one of those where you can, you can approach these things in a number of different ways, um, but hopefully that's a start. So then we come home and we've got Steve saying, come on, you know what time it is. It's um, <laughs> it's Fish and Chips Friday. Um, I grew up in Cornwall, Fish and Chips. It's a staple. Um, but it's Fish and Chips Friday. Um, so how do you overcome that barrier? Well, again, this is what it comes down to. It's the communication part of actually just expressing to Steve that actually, no, like, Right now, my fat loss journey means more to me than fish and chips, right? It's a decision. And it's about how you express and communicate that decision to Steve or to anybody else, family, friends, partners, right? That actually determines what decision you're gonna make, what action uh, and results that are gonna come from making that decision, right? And the reality is, Steve won't get it. <laughs> It'd be like, come on, what are you on about, right? Wise up, right? But the reality is Steve doesn't get it. Or rather, Steve's either directly or indirectly saying, will you help me? Furthermore, Steve's saying, let's block out the pain that I'm going through with food and let's use that as a coping mechanism for the shit day that I've had at work, right? That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line, right? Maybe, maybe just maybe that's Steve's way of patching it up, of blocking out the week, of blocking out the day, of blocking out the battles and the demons that he's facing right now. Of course, this is all just theory, right? And um, within each unique situation, 
you will have to dive deep into what that person, that individual is truly saying and why they're saying it. But um, there is psychology within this and it's so, so powerful. And this is what I've seen, right? This is what I've seen. So, you know, it's about actually being honest with Steve in this situation saying, Steve, right now, in this decision, in this moment, my fat loss goals mean more to me than the fish and chips, right? Steve's not gonna get that. It's a disagreement, it's a disconnect, right? And as a result, there's gonna be like, well, what are you doing? Like, you know, I'm so fed up with you on this bloody diet all the time, Sally. Like, I've actually had it up to here, to be honest with you, right? You're either on the diet or you're not on the diet. Let's just have a night together. Let's just chill, let's just have the fish and chips. In that situation, it'll go one of two ways. You're either giving and you're having fish and chips and then you'll feel guilty and resent the fish and chips afterwards or you'll um, just end up arguing and going your separate ways for the evening, resolving it probably the next day or the next couple of days, right? So what's the solution? Because neither of those are solutions. You either leave the situation resenting and feeling guilty, or you've had an argument with the person that you probably love the most. It doesn't make sense, right? So what do we need to do? We need to come to a compromise and how we create that compromise is through communication, right? So here's the thing. Let's look at this from a slightly different angle, okay? Um, in a sense of, no, I'm gonna come back to that. I'm gonna come back to that. Okay, I'm thinking in my head, my apologies, we're live. Um, so let me give you one more example. I'm gonna come back to this, okay? And I really, really am, um, because we need to actually find the solutions here, okay? So other than being honest, right? Look, the simple answer is to be honest and actually communicate through your honesty and your openness about actually what this process means to you. And I really do think that actually, if Steve or anyone else cannot see that through your expression, so if we've got empathy with Sandra, we've got expression with Steve, if they can't see that, if Steve can't see that, then actually, I would go as far as saying that maybe Steve isn't the right person for you. Because here's the thing, if the person that you suppose you love the most cannot understand through your expression and through your communication about what the goals, the goals that mean the most to you, that's gonna have the biggest impact on your life, the biggest impact on your mental health and your health and happiness, then maybe they're not the right person for you. Just a thought, right? Let's take your friends. Friends take a big part, play a big part of our lives. The problem with friends, not the friends per se, but rather the social situations, rather the environments, lies within what we do with friends and actually where that usually res resides, right? So I'm speaking just from my friendship circles, okay? It's a case of it usually revolves around food or drink. Okay. Um, some cases it does re reside around um, you know, the gym and, and fitness and all the things that you want, but most of the time not, and we'll come back to that. So you're going out with the girls on Saturday night to celebrate uh, Sarah's birthday. Fantastic, right? Sarah's 32nd birthday. She's saying it's the 26th birthday, but it's her 32nd birthday. Fantastic, right? Cool. Oh, there's gonna be drink involved, and then there's gonna be probably that dirty kebab at the end of it, and I just, I have no willpower when I drink alcohol, and I don't know what to do, and this is stressing me out. What do I do? I would say to your friends, open honesty and expression right like this is what i'm doing um of course you can play the whole jail out of, you know get get out of jail free card of i'm driving tonight and and look that's a legitimate way of working but you also understand and know that that only works so many times um 
in this situation you can play the card of actually you're off drink and maybe that's not a bad card to play and if they tell you to wise up and tell you to you know pull your socks up um then i would i would say no no i'm not drinking tonight and actually be quite firm with them firm but fair of course right but again it comes down to being open and just expressing that actually this is what it means to you um, of course you may want one or two drinks and you may leisurely and socially want one or two drinks fantastic right but you also need to understand that realistically is control going to come from control to lack of control after a couple of drinks bearing in mind that alcohol uh, creates a seducive state in terms of your control your consciousness your awareness right we need to understand that we need to consider that so in this situation, maybe it's better to not drink at all. Maybe it's better just to drive, or maybe it's just better to say to, your, to, to Sarah or anyone else, this is what my goal means to you. Because I think actually, here's the truth. The majority of us shy away from expressing what our goals mean to us. Maybe out of fear of judgment, fear of another comment from like Sandra, or actually just your own self-doubt about achieving them and being able to pursue it long enough to actually see the end of it. Um, because I, like my friends know that I've pursued goals in the past and failed and they're probably expecting you they're probably expecting you to fail as well so we need to change this and actually um, maybe we just need to change that fear within ourselves okay so it's always a difficult one I do truthfully think it really comes down to actually just being selfish and saying like I'm just not drinking tonight or if you are drinking you literally have one or two drinks and equally, if you know that you can't have one or two drinks because you'll get influenced to having five or six, then don't have any drinks at all. In that moment, we're deciding. In that moment, we're deciding what means more to us, getting drunk and, and, and sort of having fun, inverted commas, um, or actually our goals. There's no right or wrong answer. There's no right or wrong answer. So look, they're the sort of three key situations, right? How do we deal with them? So we've talked about empathy. We've talked about expression, and I think we've just talked about their real honesty and um, decision-making, right? But then it goes into another area, and it actually goes into the fact that actually, things go sour very quickly um, when you're dieting. Things go sour very, very quickly when you're working towards a journey and a goal that means so much to you that other people just cannot understand, despite your openness, despite your empathy, despite your expression. They just don't understand it. And this is where, and I'm speaking from experience here, from the the client and you know on the academy that I spoke to last week and from many times in the past, is they won't understand. They being your friends, family, partners, work colleagues, they won't understand. And here is there from my advice to protect your relationships and to create health and happiness as a result. Because let me tell you this, right? Achieving your goals is fantastic. Yes, it absolutely is. But achieving your goals by yourself and having no one to celebrate them with at the end of it is not fantastic, right? And it's not what you really want. What you want is that celebration of success with the people that mean the most to you, right? Yes, you are doing this for you. You are doing this for you. But you also want to do this to celebrate it with others as well, okay? So here's my advice. Number one, you need to work on that communication, right? In fact, that is the primary, right? You need to express 
to the other individual or individuals what this goal means to you. This isn't a want, this isn't a want, this is a need, a categoric need, right? Let me tell you this, when I got diagnosed with cancer, I needed to, I had to, it wasn't a choice, it wasn't an option to restore my health. In order for me to do that, I had to put my health first for three years, right? That's the simple reality of it. It wasn't a choice, it wasn't, I mean, I can't need to do my treatment today. No, 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 I had to do it. What, are, what does that, what consequences did that have? I had to be selfish with my time. I had to be selfish and not, uh, you know, go and have the, the, maybe the McDonald's when my friends were and actually because I'm on this ketogenic diet to potentially save my life, right? Do you know what I'm saying, right? This is the reality of it. Define want and need. Do you want to achieve your goals or do you need to achieve your goals? Uh, are you interested in achieving your, your goals or are you committed to achieving your goals? Because if you're committed, then you need to communicate that commitment to your goals to the other person. And failing to do that fails to save the relationship. I've seen them turn sour and it's not pretty. And then that makes the whole challenge and the whole journey 10 times harder. So we need to communicate. Step two is we need to dive deep into their insecurities here, right? Let's look at this from a psychology point of view. You are getting in the best shape of your life. What is that gonna do for your partner? So as you're getting in the best shape of your life, they're getting in the worst shape of their life by comparison, right? We've all done it. I'm guilty, you've probably done it as well. When walking down the street and we go, she's punching, he's punching, right? It's not cool, right? It's not cool, it's not cool. No one wants to be the, the quote unquote ugly one or the quote unquote fat one, right? No one wants to feel insecure either. And let me tell you this, you get in the best shape of your life, you get in the best shape of your life, is raising insecurities in your partner uh, that you didn't even realize was there. They didn't even realize was there, right? Because let's, let's get to the bottom of this. We want comfort, we want comfort within our relationship and we want connection, comfort and connection, right? And here's the thing, right? It's uncomfortable for the person in the relationship when you're getting the best shape of their life and they're not. And there's a disconnect when you're getting the best shape of their life and they're not, right? What does that create? It creates scarcity, it creates fear, and it creates insecurities that you need to dissolve as soon and as early as possible. You need to reassure them that you love them. I know that sounds silly, but actually, one, we don't tell the people that we love that we love them enough, and two, that we need to reassure them that you are not gonna run away with someone uh, higher than you in terms of a punching situation, right? You're just not gonna do it. If you love them and you love them enough and you do truly love them, then you need to express to them that you're not running away. And actually, they just need to hear that. And they need to hear that often, okay? Because scarcity is a part of us. It's a human emotion. We do worry and we do fear the worst. It's what, you know, it's part of what anxiety is, right? So we need reassurance here. We need communication and we need reassurance because they have insecurities and they're only gonna rise. The leaner you get, the healthier you get, the happier you get, the more insecure that they are going to become. So we've got communication, we've got insecurity, and then I wanna add in involvement, yes, involvement, right? We've gotta go into the disconnect here, right? Your relationship in the first place was founded upon your connection, your connection in your interests, in your, your, your beliefs maybe, in your passions, right? Like maybe you two funded over your love of Harry Potter books, right? Now you're together in a relationship, fantastic, right? That created a connection once upon a time ago, right? But now there's a disconnect arising. It's your that job, yes, it's your job as part of, part of the relationship to go in and to involve them. 
because part of their insecurities is they cannot uh, relate. Part of their insecurities rely on the fact that they cannot relate to what it is that you're doing. They don't understand why you're tracking calories. They don't understand why you spend hours at the gym. They don't understand why you've got to do a number of steps each day. Communicate to them, explain to them, and involve them in this journey. Because when you do, they start to become more reassured and they start to worry less and the fear starts to go down and they start to understand and actually they start to appreciate all of the effort that you're going to and why you're going to it. Truthfully, this is so, so powerful because once you do those things, it just removes a lot of the fear that they're holding on to, right? We all have fear, right? But fear can either work for you or against you. And in, in the relationship sense, that is working against you, right? Um, but a lot of these principles, whether it's communication, openness, honesty, right, transparency, uh, or just the involvement relating to so many different things, right? Like even maybe you're a mom or a dad listening to this right now, and actually involvement includes getting the kids involved, right? So instead of you just going out for your walk an hour a day, that you get the kids involved as well, as long as along with the partner, right? Going back to the work scenario, it's communicating and actually supporting that individual who is indirectly asking for support. Actually, uh, hey Sandra, look, you know, I'm, I'm achieving great success. I'm actually doing it by tracking calories, right? Have you ever tracked calories before? She'll go, she'll go no, like, isn't it all about like, not eating carbs? No, 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 like, just track calories. And you may have just changed and to an extent saved Sandra's life from that one decision, right? Finally, Let's talk about friends, because I think friends ties in nicely to the power of environment, and specifically, the law of 33. In short, the law of 33 is the division of time that you spend with the different people in the different environments that your time resides in, right? The law of 33 lies within spending 33% of your time with people below you, let me explain. Spending 33% of your time, another 33% of your time, with people on the same level as you. And finally, the final 34% of your time with people above you. Now, let's let's be clear, the people below you is not saying that in a narcissistic or arrogant way. What that's saying is that's spending 33% of your time, spending 33% of your time with people below you in a context of they don't understand. And truthfully, they're never gonna understand. But they're still your friends, they're still your partner, they're still your family even. You love them, right? So you still have to spend a percentage of time. But now, you only proceed moving forward with just 33%. 33% of people on the same level as you, right? These are people who actually get what you're doing and why you're doing it. This is the community that I'm creating within the academy because actually people don't have that support and they can't rely on that support from the people below them. Therefore, I want to create a like-minded community. People that do understand why we track calories, people who do understand the time commitment of doing steps, people who do understand the importance of self-development, right? Spending 33% of your time with people who are on the same level as you, uh, creates a community, creates a tribe, it creates a belonging. The need to belong is one of the most powerful human connections that we can have and create within our life. Right? We need to connect to people who are like-minded because otherwise we have this disconnect, right? So you've got 33% of people below you that isn't arrogance at all. That's people who don't understand and who are never gonna understand. 33% then with people who are like-minded and who do understand. And that in itself is relieving, right? Because finally you do understand that you're not going to say that you do need to do all of these different, different bits and bobs to actually make a success of your goals.
cycles. Finally, then we have 34%. And that final extra percent is, is profound because actually these are the people above you. Above you in the context of these are the people that have been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. These are the people that have gone through the journey, who have gone through the transformation themselves. And this is the mentoring role that they now play to the people on that 33%. This is the mentoring role that I am playing within the Health and Happiness Academy, actually teaching the students what you need to do as someone who's been there, done that, and gone through the journey themselves, and at the height of it, I was battling cancer. That's why I did the photo shoot in the first place, to stop people's excuses and to start getting to listen to themselves by changing their mindset, right? So you can start spending time with people above you, 34% of your time in 34% of your places, right? Whether that's reaching out to a coach of some sort and saying, will you help me? Learning from them. In a career sense, I am working with multiple mentors right now to develop myself as a coach, to, to, to build my business and grow my vision, right? In a relationship sense, maybe this is actually working with a relationship uh, counselor or therapist between you and your partner who is actually on the verge of breaking down. We need these mentors. Like, look at what a counselor is. The majority of the time, right? Not speaking in general terms, but the majority of the time, right? Counselors are usually people who have been there, done that, got the t-shirt, right? They've been through the shit, right? Let's face it. And now they're on the other end. Now they're on the other end and they've been through the journey and they can give that, right? Um, like one of the biggest blessings that I see in the health and fitness space is people that lose 100 pounds and then go on to become personal trainers. They've been there, they've done that, they've got the t-shirt. They've actually gone down a, a multiple number of sizes in that t-shirt, but they've got the t-shirt at the end of it. And now they're sharing their wisdom, their skills, their knowledge, their experiences, their lessons with others who now need them. These are the 34% that we need to be spending our time with and it's more powerful than the other two, right? Because the people below you, they will pull you back down. The people on the same level as you, are, that's the connection, but they don't know where you need to go. Finally, the 34%, they are the leaders, they are the guiders, they are the mentors that you need in your life. And it's the role that I'm trying to play as a leader and mentor every single day. That in itself is the law of 33 and it's probably one of the most powerful things that I can teach you in this podcast today. But above all, please take away that we need to work on our relationships within our environments, right? The power of environment is, is, is maybe the soil for which you, you, you plant the seed, in which the roots form and in which the tree grows in, right? That's the power of environment. Right, because truthfully, one of the reasons why I left Cornwall just over three years ago was because of my environment, and I was on the wrong soil in the wrong place at the wrong time. Because when a flower doesn't bloom, you change the environment in which it grows in, not the flower. When a flower doesn't bloom, you change the environment in which it grows in, not the flower. I changed my environment and thus I changed my life. And I'm now trying to encourage you to do the same today. Until next time, stay healthy, be happy. Thank you so much for listening to another episode on the Health and Happiness Show. It is truly my pleasure to deliver these episodes in my pursuit to helping you live a healthy and happier life. And to get started on that journey, my encouragement to you is to go to my website, www.ollyjarrett.com and avail of the free seven day mindset course. This is a seven day mini course, which is gonna allow you to get embarked onto a journey of mind mastery, taking control and regaining control of the mindset, including the thoughts, the feelings and emotions 
donations that you get. This is completely free, there's no catch, this is my way of giving back to you after you gave me so much uh, during my battle with cancer. So just go to ollijower.com and uh, you'll find it on my page. But guys, until next time, stay healthy and be happy. Take care.